Hey there, rugby fans. Welcome back to, of course, the Rugby Rant, but more importantly, joining us here one more time for the Run, Pass or Kick interviews, continuing here with Season 4 of the Rugby Rant. And this, again, is an opportunity to remind you who I am, who what we do, and how did we get here? Well, let me start off with myself. My name is Ty, Ty Braga, host of today's activities alongside my co-host, Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. But more importantly, the man of the moment, we have to be able to introduce the myth, the legend, that of course is Koi Koi Nelligan, a man who has certainly burst onto the rugby scene fairly recently for some fans. But of course, we're going to learn more about his story of how he became, more recently, one of the great draftees of our recent 2022 class headed his way to San Diego Legion by way of the U23s and an illustrious career with Army and we'll talk more about that in a moment but first up let's welcome into the show Koi Koi welcome my friend thanks Ty I appreciate y'all for having me um can't wait to be on the show you know I've heard a lot about it and really excited that you guys were able to you know let me know that you want to be on here so appreciate that and yet he decided to come Ty in spite of what he's heard, he decided this yeah. was still a good idea. You obviously don't <laughs> listen to the rumors, which is good. Uh, <laughs> much to our favor. Thank you for being yeah. here. Koi Koi, uh, it's best that we take the opportunity before we dive into the first questions with you here that we hand it over to Rob to remind our fans how it goes. Yeah, for those fans that haven't joined the Run Passer Kick interview or don't know anything about it, it works like this. It's a different and new and dynamic take on an interview. Basically, we're going to ask Koi Koi a question, and with each question, we're going to prompt it by saying run, pass, or kick, and Koi Koi is going to go ahead and let you know what he's going to do. If he decides to run with a question, he's going to answer it. If he decides to pass a question, it means he's going to go ahead and let that one go, or he can have a little fun with us, put us on the back foot, make us work a little bit, and kick a question. And he can direct his kick to either Ty or myself, uh, we don't know how much forwards do that, but we'll assume he's got some reasonably good skills at kicking. Or uh, he can go ahead and, and let us figure it out, let us uh, determine who's going to field that kick, and, and not name anybody, in which case the person who asked the question will answer in his stead. And he can grade us out, tell us if that was a good answer, bad answer. Um, he can be a coach and be critical if he likes. So with that, Koi Koi, are you ready for the run, pass, or kick challenge? Yeah, let's do All right. Um, well, uh, let's face it. There is a rivalry that exists between two emerging sports in the United States, and both are kind of niche sports. You might be familiar with them, possibly. Uh, one of them is lacrosse and one of them is rugby. And I, I, I live this life almost every day when my children are home because one plays lacrosse in college and one plays rugby in college, and I have to listen to them bitch and piss and moan at each other quite frequently about these two niche sports. So here's my question. After I got that off my chest, it's a moment of healing for myself. Thank you very much. Um, after you joined the Army rugby team, because you did play lacrosse from what we understand when you were in high school out there in Maryland, yep. big, big lacrosse country. After mm -hmm. you joined the Army rugby team, run, pass, or kick, did you keep it in the closet around your lacrosse friends? Um, you know, I'm actually going to run with this one. Uh, not at all. So, um, I definitely, there was a part of me that really wanted to play lacrosse in college at one point. Um, but I, I don't know how familiar you are with, uh, recruiting in uh, lacrosse world, but you know, 
before, I think a couple of years ago, uh, there was a lot of pressure to commit to schools freshman and sophomore year uh, of high school. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I did, I'm vastly different person than I was from when I was, you know, 13 to 17. So I think if I had committed at that point, I would not have gone to Army. And, you know, that would have been one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Um, but once I started playing rugby, uh, I, I knew that was, you know, the sport for me. Um, in, I mean, in my opinion, I, I played a lot of sports in my life, but in my opinion, it's the best sport uh, there is out there. Just, you know, from on the field to off the field, um, the respect between the, uh, both teams, each competitor and, you know, the referee is just something that isn't replicated in other sports. And especially, you know, coming from uh, lacrosse, football and swimming in high school, uh, rugby ended rugby hit, you know, all the all the positives from each of those sports. Um so when I first started playing rugby, you know, I was I didn't really know anything about it. So I didn't really know what to tell any of my friends. Um, but to be honest with you, uh, most of them played Division One lacrosse. So just playing another, you know, Division One sport, they didn't really care. They was like, wow, man, that's awesome. Like, we always knew you were a great athlete, but, you know, cross football or swimming. So and then, you know, shock, shock the world, you know, chose, choose rugby and learn how to play that in four years. So. That's awesome. So um, for context, my nephew, throw out to Zach Hammerschmidt, uh, he's out there at Bullis Academy, and he plays uh, plays lacrosse for Bullis Academy, which you're probably familiar with because you're out yep. there in the D.C. area. Yeah. Yep. So. My, yeah. Yeah, I, I know them very well. Um, actually, I used to go to used to go to soccer camps at Bullis back when I was, you know, five, six years old. So I know Bullis very well. <laughs> nice. Corey, Corey, I want to be able to add uh, something. You are correct. Rugby is the greatest sport. Um, <laughs> yeah. We can all agree on that one. Good, I don't lie, good I don't answer. Lie. Seeing as you're on a on a rugby show, if we were changing the conversation to lacrosse, it would be weird. One, I couldn't participate in it, and two, I like rugby more. <laughs> so yeah. let's just uh, let's go ahead. And all, all 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 jokes aside, you know how we get to be involved in rugby is a different story for everybody. But a yeah. large part of that story includes community. You know, either introduced to it by the community in, around your school or friends or perhaps the family that you have here and far abroad. And the reason I bring that up is because I believe that your dad is originally from New Zealand. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay. So, so here lies my question. Uh, we did a little bit of research. And when I mean by we, I mean Rob did everything. Uh, but, you know, we're a team. Uh, <laughs> so why I say that, though, is I'm kind of curious. Um, how much of this uh, being connected to New Zealand through your dad, and I believe a part of you, you know, recognizes the Maori culture as well. Mm -hmm. How important is that to you? How did you come to be able to embrace the rugby culture and that of your past and blend it together? So um, I was, uh, the first time I actually went to New Zealand, I was, you know, 18. Um, mm -hmm. And it was during, during my gap year but uh, between high school and going to West Point. So I didn't really know much about it until then. So that's actually also when I started going by Koi Koi. So Koi Koi is actually my middle name. Um, mm -hmm. And after coming back from there, I realized, you know, how um, important, you know, being Maori actually is and understanding that, you know, um, it is kind of a, a, a dying culture, but it only dies if we let it and we stop, you know, trying to speak today or trying to learn about our past and everything like that. And that's what really drove me to start going by my Maori name. So I have three first names, actually. I'm Irish, Italian, and Maori. 
but I decided to go with the Maori one because, you know, there's no shortage of Irish or Italians in the world. But, you know, <laughs> or in the United States for that matter. <laughs> right, in the U.S. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's been super important to me um, mm-hmm. because, you know, when I first started playing rugby, uh, I didn't know a whole lot about it. But one thing that I knew from the beginning, my, my coach, Kyle Sumption, he was like, uh, he heard my name, was like, are you, is your family from New Zealand or something like that? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, then you're born to play this sport. Um, And I mean, he was right. I, it, it came to me. I'm not going to say easily. It it took what, three years for me even to be considered to be an A-side player, but you know, it took to me and, you know, I, I love it. It took you three years. It took me like 10 years and I still didn't make a first team. (laughs) (laughs) You're making me look bad, dude. (laughs) Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't well, mean to just. Koi Koi is an athlete. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's great that 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 obviously yeah. you know you found a way to be able to connect with that. Others connect with it though too, because like you say, if you're from New Zealand, it's kind of like in the makeup of the individual that you need to like rugby. And I'm I'm from South Africa though too, so I kind of feel the same way. Culturally, the significance of the sport to the country and to the ethos that we present through it, but and those are all the same values that really transcend anywhere is. That's what rugby preaches, and that's what it serves its community, you know, respect for everyone else and everything in between. So I'm glad that not only are, the, are you, you know, able to connect with, with that through the sport, it's wonderful to be able to see you embrace it so well now too. And Koi Koi, we know that, um, again, uh, your background and your heritage is is founded around Maori culture. You've obviously, uh, you've taken on, your first name has taken on the um, – and embrace the, the Maori culture. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about another aspect of your life. Of course, that's military service. Uh, you and teammate Colin Gross are the first professional rugby players to have been granted a reprieve from your service. So run past or kick. When did you know you were going to apply and how will this impact your professional life and future service? So kind of a two-part question here that I think could help clear up some things perhaps for some people that don't know about how that works yeah uh you know i'm I'm a forward rob so you know i gotta run with it um (laughs) that's my man yeah um so i actually so like i alluded to in the first uh in ty's question i didn't in rugby and you know that just happened to be covid year so we played a total of i think three games the entire year so i didn't really get much time on the field but uh, after that year, I was talking to my coach, Kyle Sumption again. He actually he played for Rooney for three years and was on, was captain as an Eagle as well a few times. Um, but I, I was talking to him and saying, you know, how, you know, I've always dreamed of playing professional sports. And he's like, look, if you want to play professional rugby, you can do it. Like it's going to take it's going to take hard work, obviously. But the progression that you've showed in three years points to you being able to play and then also you know just having one a coach who believes in or a forwards coach who believes in you and then two coach Sherman him also believing in me and then you know the entire team you know we just we push ourselves every single day um so you know having a guy like Colin Gross pushing you along the way like he was actually one of the first guys who taught me how to play um so he sort of you know dragged me along through that and then once we submitted our paperwork in you know October we were just sitting and waiting because, you know, that paperwork had to go from, you know, the, the lowest of the low at West Point, you know, me all the way through the secretary of defense. And 
I don't know if you know much about, you know, military hierarchy, but that guy is busy. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, to so, say the least. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of papers coming across his desk. And I guarantee you, seeing Koi Koi Nelligan and Colin Gross is not a priority. Um, so, you know, I have, you know, the utmost, you know, respect and gratitude for, you know, Lloyd Austin and then secretary of the army superintendent, all those people who, you know, backed us and signed off on us thinking that this was a good idea. And, you know, I, so far, I mean, it has been, you know, me and Colin are both out here in Uruguay right now. So it's just, it's just a blessing to be honest right. with you. What and a then, journey, right. And it's already beginning all the action and it's going to be, a long and prosperous one, I bet for you though too. And just for context, when 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 Koi Koi says in Uruguay, for those that are, you know have might not be in the loop, so to speak, uh, you're with the the Falcon side. This time around, there's kind of a, a, a split between uh, two Falcon sides, which is a little bit off the traditional path. You're headed down to Uruguay, taking on the Argentinian 15, the Uruguayan 15 in a two match series. The other half are going to South Africa. So this is a really exciting time to be able to identify talent and to be able to kind of be thrown into the mix already having that experience with the u23s having gone up north to to europe you know you're just kind of building upon this foundation you know very quickly i i, I see yeah, yeah um yeah i mean it's been great because the other thing that you know you can never you can't downplay is just the experience of some of the guys over here because like you have me who's 22 years old just graduated college you know only been in that environment and then mm-hmm. you got guys like you know jake turnbull mason peterson who just an absolute wealth of knowledge that you can just tap into. And then also Chris Bowman, who's here as well. Like those guys are, you know, all three incredible front rows yeah. in their own respect. And then pay attention, also... folks. These are names you're going to hear about yeah. for many, many years to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they're all just, you know, helping. So the other hooker here is Ali Lopetti and he's another, you know, young guy. Right. So we have all these veterans who are willing, you know, from Noah, by the way. Yeah, take time out of the day, and they're just they're just sort of dragging us along, you know, showing us the yeah. ropes, and you know that that experience is just yeah. Is, this is and stuff that's that what I'm these, be... these type of tours do when you immerse yourself in a, in a rugby environment, you know, day in and day out. Uh, and you're going to have that opportunity. I mean, Army has an amazing program. We're going to talk more about that in a moment, so I don't want to dive into it. And it's already a very professional setup. But continuing that journey uh, outside of the two with opportunities like this is really going to help breed the next generation of superstars that will help take uh, rugby in the U.S., in North America in general, you know, to higher levels. Uh, and I'm glad that we have somebody here as part of that next generation. But I wanted to be able to jump to the next question here. We're going to get real with this one because we talk about the next generation. And there's been a lot of criticism over the years that there's not enough homegrown talent. Um, players like yourself who can come up through uh, collegiate systems, be graduated into the MLR, continue that pathway into senior uh, colors for, for national teams. You know, this is really what, what every other country has so successfully done. Um, but we all know that many of the college programs seek that talent out from other traditional rugby nations like New Zealand like South Africa, like France, or wherever it may be, to be able to bring them over here and kind of bring in that fresh talent there. So here lies my question to you. How much does it mean to you and your teammates to be the first service team to win the D1A National Championship, which I'm sure was a special moment. So you got to run with this one, right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely (laughs) running with this, Ty. Um, I think... 
if if you watch that game at you know any point and you look in those stands, I think that that tells you the whole story. Like that was mm-hmm. that was a hundred percent a home game for us. Um, I know you know St. Mary's had you know some of their parents, you know some of their good friends in the stands, but we had I think every single whatever they were all there. Our entire team was able to fly out because you know our alumni were able to donate money to get right. to get them flights. Awesome. We had a bunch of guys who came up from some of the surrounding military bases there. And then the, just the old grad network, all the alumni, like there were guys from who graduated in the seventies all the way through, you know, 2019 who were at that game. Um, and it was because it meant so much to the program. And I mean, you could, if there's plenty of videos that, you know, I've, I've watched through and, you know, look back on with such fond memories, but it's just, it, it didn't, it wasn't just the players on the field that were, you know, breaking down, you know, in tears so excited. It was the guys who graduated in 2015, the guys who graduated in 1975 who were just mm-hmm. breaking down because that's what this meant. You know, um, one of the big things about the Army rugby program is, you know, the culture and the legacy that you leave behind. Um, and I actually wear this bracelet every day um, and it has the names of the 19 um, Army rugby players who were killed in action. And, you know, that's something that unites us and will always unite us. And that's, you know, it sets us apart from any other team is that, you know, these, these 19 guys and then the other three who are killed in training, uh, you know, we, we rep those guys every single day. And that's what brings us so close together is because you, you don't know what it's like to be on an army rugby team unless you're on that team. Right. And you, you fight for each other. You fight for those guys, the guys who have come before you, the guys who are yet to come, you know? Yeah. And there's so many parallels between what we teach in rugby and what you experience in Army, though, too. So it makes sense. Sorry, Rob, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say uh, to anybody watching out there, if you haven't got a chance, um, watch, of course, the final. Watch the semifinal, too, which was actually played at West Point. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, Koi Koi, I'm not going to take anything about what uh, away from what you guys accomplished. Of course, I follow LU. That's where my son plays. Uh, but... Um, you know, you guys had a great 17-0 run to, to to get off on a great start to that game. And I really think the crowd that was there to support you guys, uh, and not, you know, LU came storming back, but that crowd kept you guys elevated and excited to finish that game off. I made, I think it made a huge difference to the energy that, that your boys brought to the table, that they had a crowd like they did supporting them at home. So um, hats off to, to the Army team and to the boys that supported you, men and women that supported you there on the sidelines uh, and alumni as well. So a huge congratulations. Um, I want to get to the next part. We're going to kind of lighten it up there. Um, I I love to talk about tradition. I love to talk about what what the team accomplished, but let's get a little bit into you and your personality with a little fun here. So we're going to have a quick depth. Basically, it's a this or that. I'm going to throw something out there. You pick one or the other. You can leave your answer as it sits, or you can explain a little bit. It's entirely up to you. We got five of these quick tap questions, just real quick, uh, you know, surefire here. Um, So here's what I want to know. Uh, Better delicacy, being from Maryland, better delicacy, crab cakes or soft shell crab? Uh, gotta go with crab cakes. All right. Soft shell, soft shell crabs, to be honest. I mean, they're both expensive, but soft shell crabs, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, they're worth the price. I'd, I'd rather just have a crab cake. There you go. All right. That sounds good. Like it so far, betting a thousand. All right. Uh, better old glory venue. Of course you're from the DC area. So I'm interested. What's the better venue? Was it Cardinal stadium in the first season or Segra? Um, Ah, 
You know, Segra's tough because it's, you know, so far away, but I'll go with Segra. I think uh, I've been to, you know, only one one game, um, but just from talking to some of the old glory guys, you know, Segra might be a little inconvenient, but, you know, it's definitely the better stadium, so. Okay, fair, fair point. I think it puts that point to rest for a lot of, a lot of old glory fans. All right, next <laughs> one. Better rugby rival, okay? Navy or LU? Lindenwood. Like better at rugby? No, no. Like or, which is a stiffer rivalry? When you oh, guys Navy, got ready, hundred percent Navy. Okay, too easy. <laughs> like I was about to say, like it's got to be that, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every year that I've been at West Point, uh, we had you know four goals. It was beat Air Force, beat Navy, win Rugby East, win the national championship. Would like obviously want to beat them, but. You know, mm-hmm. first and foremost, you know, you want to get that. You want to beat Navy. You want to get the gold star on your jacket. You know, that's that's what matters most. Awesome. That's cool. All right. I can accept that. <laughs> Don't like it, but I can accept it. All right. Better kit. And uh, I apologize. I got to put something up here for the fans that aren't paying uh, that are paying attention home and watching. Better kit to wear out rugby kit or than pink and purple party suit. <laughs> oh man smashing oh chap <laughs> so for folks watching at home koi koi just take a moment for the folks watching at home we have koi koi with one of his mates that probably from high school his mate is dressed in a completely pink That's suit like a hot with a pink, pink tie yeah. it's hot it's miami vice hot and then koi koi <laughs> is wearing what looks to be if you get a close-up it is um it's like a also a suit um but it's like this pink uh, like, it looks almost like like party confetti type thing. Yeah, that you it, exactly. It looks like the pattern of a charter bus. The <laughs> yeah, the seats, the seat cushions yeah. of a charter. Bus. I decided yeah. to go this year as a corporate <laughs> bus. Um, <laughs> so I like it. Yeah, yeah. Which one's a better kit? I I, I gotta go with the the the, the party bus. Uh, the party yeah. bus fit. You know, it's. Actually, a great story behind that. Uh, Tux rentals were two hundred and fifty bucks. That suit cost a hundred. I'll buy. I'll buy a suit over renting a tux any day of the week. Now, now, well, now I said you game. army boys are smart. <laughs> <laughs> thrifty, thrifty. I like it. Frugal. But truth be told, have you worn that suit since then? Uh, I actually have uh, one time. It doesn't quite fit me anymore because I probably weighed. Uh, you know what? If if you what, if you wore more than picture? once. You got your money's worth, kid. Exactly. You know. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure those pants fit anymore. I'd, I'd probably rip them out, but you know. That's what happens when you become a, a rugby player. <laughs> yeah. Cut, cut off the cut off the, the the legs, right? Maybe mom can sew a little elastic in the in the crotch region, and then <laughs> you know rip off the sleeves and wear that to a social. Then you'll be rocking. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right um i gotta see somebody may have a kit like that that would be awesome for some like uh big tournament like you know rugger fest or something like i think that. if you gave it one more season of the guiltinis you would have seen something similar <laughs> <laughs> felt like it was on uh, that pathway <laughs> she ties you all week try the veal all right I mean, um, oh, oh, maybe the headliners from pr7s you know they got some funky kit as well yeah true that's true a good call too I, I, yeah. that's a good call all right, last one here. And, and we've had a lot of fun with these. These have been good. Um, who would be better to play with uh, at San Diego? Would you have rather been able to have the opportunity to play with Rob Shaw or Nonu? Hmm. 
I mean, just as a as a grandfathered in All Blacks fan, I gotta say, Ma Nonu, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. And no disrespect to um, Rob Shaw, but it's just, I mean, it's Ma Nonu. Like, come on, guys, that's. Yeah. So what you're saying is yeah, Robert I, Shaw had no chance, but out of consideration, <laughs> you looked like you had to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tough one for me. I was like, on one hand, you're a loose forward, so you can appreciate yeah. loose forward play. On the other hand, yeah. you're from New Zealand. You got a Kiwi there. That's why I threw it out yeah, there. Yeah, but he's English. Who likes English people? <laughs> 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 but, but you know, I'm only teasing, of course. And don't worry. Rob Shaw has definitely not got this on his short list of shows to watch. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, a, he's incredible. Just, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, and no, the, the he was like, on the show though. I gotta say, he came on our show. He was. And that might be the only time he saw it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, all uh, uh, jokes. I think that's a good answer. I mean, you're talking about two legends of the game, but I definitely get the connection uh, with the All Blacks being, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's all it is. I mean, if you, if both of them play for the All Blacks, you know, that would be. I'd, I'd just say both. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to choose between them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all blacks or nothing. All right, I got yeah. it. <laughs> like, I got to have pictures to send home to uh, to send back to my family in New Zealand. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. there, you go. Just sensible. <laughs> so, um, was that the last one there, Rob, or was there one more line? Yeah, up? that was the last one. You're up. I'm up. I'm up. All right. So let's uh, dive back into the regular format here, the run, pass, or kick interview. As you know, uh, we're going to like to be able to second half, get a little bit deeper into some of the important stuff. And uh, we kind of touched on this a moment ago, a little while back. Not only are you now representing uh, the USA uh, with the Falcons down in Uruguay now, but it's certainly not your first foray out uh, trying to be able to don the, uh, uh, the red, white, and blue, so to speak. You more recently did so last summer, I think it was, when you went up north. And I can't remember the name of the series. I got to I got to re- be reminded of it. But it was Belgian, uh, Netherlands, U.S. and Canada that took on this kind of summer series competition. Uh, U23 sides from the U.S. And you you mentioned beforehand you had the opportunity to be able to play against some professional sides that side uh, from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of really curious though. When you have that moment and, you know, coming with a service background as you do through Army, as we so rightly pointed out, and what it means to you and what it means to others who have, you know, been able to represent uh, uh, those sides and what it stands for, what did it also mean to you, run pass or kick, to be able to stand in front of an audience representing your country and singing the national anthem? Better run with this one as well. Uh, you know, these are some good questions. You know, I, I want to make sure I'm I'm the one answering them, but we'll, we might get a kick in there somewhere. Um, I think my life was you know playing for Army Rugby and you know going into battle with all those guys every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is something to be said about you know donning the red, white, and blue, as you said, and um, going to battle with you know some of the top American players in the country. Um, and I think with, you know, my teammate Colin Gross and Larry Williams are both there as well as uh, an Air Force guy, Riley the Duke. So there was still, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit of a military aspect for the national anthem, started attention. Right. A little bit of camaraderie there through that. Yeah, exactly. But then the other thing is, like, when you get in one of those environments, it's, you know, you got guys from Cal, you got guys from St. Mary's, you got guys from Davenport, you know, all in the same place. And you'd expect there to be a little bit of, you know, ill will or bad blood, but you know, it's, 
you know, everyone's just so excited to be, be able to play for the red, white, and blue that, you know, none of those other petty rivalries, rivalries really matter. Um, mm-hmm. So th- that's one of the things that I was, I wasn't sure about going into it, but then once I was there, that's something I really appreciated more than anything because, um, you know, being a, I would say a fairly patriotic individual, that's something that I really admired because um, my roommate there was actually Carl Keene, the nine for St. Mary's, uh, who we beat in the final. And, you know, we, we, we can jaw back, me and him jaw back and forth now. We're pretty good friends. He's actually here in Uruguay as well. But we we're roommates. The first thing he says to me is, you know, congrats on the national championship. And right. that's something where it's, you know, it doesn't matter what college team you play for. It's just, you know, we're American at the end of the day. We want to bring a good name to USA Rugby and, you know, the country in general. So we went out there and, you know, won the first game, lost the second game. But the thing that mattered most was, you know, the pride and pride in the team, pride in the flag, you know, pride in everything red, white, and blue. Um, and that's something that was so important to me then and is even more important to me now, you know, with a tough loss to Uruguay last week. Um, that's something you can always lean back on because you, you can never question, you know, the guy's effort or passion here. You know, it's all these guys, you know, love love wearing this jersey and would do anything to be back in it. So, Yeah, and, and I'm glad you touched upon that idea of, you know, playing with guys at against guys in college and then playing with them when all of you went up to higher honors. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, playing rugby and continuing your career outside of college going into the MLR draft. You were, of course, selected 34th in the MLR draft this last August uh, of 2020. And I've asked this question a, a bunch of times of many of your fellow draftees, and I'm always interested in the responses just to kind of see, you know, is there some consistent patterns uh, because as I, as many people know, I have my son is, is going to be a senior or is a senior uh, and may be in the same place in August. So I'm interested in getting your advice here. Having been through the draft run passer kick, what advice would you give a current college senior looking to enter the 2023 MLR draft? Um, I would say do as much as you can with your club. Um, appreciate those times. Um, but then also realize that everything you do is, you know, somewhat under a microscope. You know, once you declare for that draft, people are going to be looking into you and making sure that there's no, you know, exterior, uh, exterior problems. Um, one, and then two, you know, leading up to the draft process, it's really easy to, you know, dig into the hype and, you know, be worried about, you know, where am I going to go? When am I going to get drafted? All this stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're in the draft to play rugby. It's, it's not, you know, a social media contest or anything like that. You know, I remember talking to some guys that I was really good friends with who were, you know, terrified of what one person was saying and where they had them in a mock draft versus the other. But at the end of the day, you know, wherever you go, you, you still get to play rugby. You know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. You know, I mean, I got drafted by San Diego, a team that wasn't really on my radar. I didn't know that they were even interested in me. I just assumed, you know, I wasn't going to be moving all the way across the country, but you know, that happened and I'm, I'm ready to do that. And I'm excited to, because at the end of the day, I still get to play rugby. You know, I'm going to be, you know, I graduated college. I'm 22 years old, about to be 23. And I still get to play rugby at a very high level. You know, that's something I'll always be grateful for. And that's something I always keep in the back. You're in the draft because you love rugby and not for any other reason. So 
That, you know, that, it's all, all going to be all right. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, that, I was going to say that's great advice. And I had not heard that kind of perspective before. So I'm so glad you brought it out because people talk about, well, you know, go to the showcases or go to, you know, the, the shield challenge, which are all awesome opportunities. But I, I think you, you kind of have brought things down back down to earth. Like don't sweat where you're drafted. If you get drafted, it'll be okay. Go and there's plenty of opportunities with those teams, as we see with ARP, et cetera, for guys to get an opportunity to play with the with you know their academy programs and show what they can do. And of course, you're showing out what you can do playing with the Falcons. So yeah, I mean, and, and sage advice, man. Get, sage advice. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't get drafted, you know, there's always teams that are looking for players. You know, and if right, you're there's a development sides, there's there's other avenues, and you continue to do that. But the whole point of what you're trying to say is just keep playing rugby and do what you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're a baller, they're gonna find you. That's mm-hmm. that's just that's just how it works. You know. I thought you were gonna say at first though, like, oh yeah, the answer is simple: is just get the secretary of state to be able to sign off that you can go and play. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so easy, you know. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> but but you know, every pathway is a little different, but. You, it is a mature answer, and I'm glad Rob pointed it out. We've not actually heard a refreshing response. And the I say it's refreshing. It's simple. Just do what you do. <laughs> Keep playing rugby. You know, somebody will notice. Uh, you know, you don't have to try and uh, raise your own profile because usually the proof is in the pudding, as they say. If you play good rugby mm-hmm. and you continue to leave a good legacy wherever you play that rugby, your name will be spoken about in the right circles. Yeah, I mean, I, I he, he'd probably get you know upset me for. You know, trying to call him out, but there's a guy here with us in Uruguay, uh, Pita mm-hmm. V. So he went from the USA Talent ID camps to okay. the USA Combine to the USA Academy, and then now he's on the Falcons tour and just scored two tries in the last game. And Fantastic! Before, like before this, he hadn't picked up a rugby ball in two years because of COVID. And yeah. If you can play rugby, you're going to continue to play rugby. Like this dude's mm-hmm. an absolute stud, and. I mean, I think he's making some coaches look silly for, you know, not finding this guy. You know, I, yeah. I know I know the guys here are just like, oh, my God, where did we find this guy? Like, thank God that, you know, he landed into our laps because he, he's, he's a ball. Right. He it could, could, could have fallen uh, into obscurity and fallen through the cracks, so to speak. Yeah. So you just yeah. got to keep playing rugby. I get you. Yeah, no, I mean, he's an incredible player. And I was talking to him and he was like, yeah, you know, after the academy, I was just I was going to be home on Tuesday and you know, send some concrete. I was like, Oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. Cause you know, this guy, he can, he can run like the wind. I think he was in the Commonwealth games or something for sprinting. And then he's just, he's an incredible athlete all around. So. Damn respect. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, oh, it's just in the Commonwealth games being a top sprinter in the world. That's all. What's your rugby yeah. credentials? I've watched Pish it a few times. <laughs> so, so let's let's dive off on the on the note that you shared a moment ago, which is you're headed down to San Diego through the most recent draft, um, and, and this is important because not a lot of people may realize how this necessarily works. Because just because you're drafted to a team doesn't necessarily mean okay, well, great, you know, that's a done deal. Conversations only really begin, you know, and and formalize from this point on. So it doesn't always mean that a team that's drafted to any particular, sorry, any player that's drafted to a particular team ends up there. We know there's trade. We know there's negotiations, contract stuff. I haven't gotten a pass or a kick yet. Maybe I will on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. His eyes starting to sweat. Uh, So my question is, are you comfortable telling us whether 2023 in San Diego Legion is confirmed as your new rugby home? 
you know, you, you're spot on. I'm actually, I'm, I, you know, I'll kick it back to you, Ty. What do you think? I'm thinking it's yes, only because you're squirming too much. <laughs> um, so, so I'm going to keep my response short, though, and and I and I think that um, where you are, the position that you play, where you are in terms of age, experience, and growth opportunity, I could see why you were chosen. I could see why you you would choose to go there. So I see it as being a good fit. Obviously, I don't know the behind-the-scenes office conversations, but I can't see an obstacle. So why wouldn't it be a yes? That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Right <laughs> <laughs> How great are you at poker? How's your poker face, yeah. buddy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just like, yeah, not twice, blink once, twice. If it's, no, it's okay. We'll respect it. We'll respect it. But... On the record, he said it's a good answer. <laughs> so it is a bit of a tradition here, Koi Koi, on the show with any of our guests. As we head out in our final moments, and we're done with our questions here, but we always want to make sure it's important that you get your opportunity to send a shout out to anybody you think deserves it, any organization you want to draw attention to, or maybe you just want to be able to say hi to a few rugby pals. Whatever it may be, we're going to hand you that window of opportunity now to be able to speak to those that you think need to hear it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I mean, first and foremost, just want to thank, you know, everyone in that you know, Army, Army organization for believing in me and believing in me and Colin, actually. Um, and hopefully we can get a couple more guys out next year. You know, maybe big Larry Williams, the Rudy Schultz winner will be out here uh, with us at some point. Um, but yeah, just being, trusting us through this whole process and, you know, um, allowing us to have this opportunity is humongous. You know, uh, superintendent, ex-superintendent of West Point, uh, Daryl Williams, you know, he's um, he was incredible for us, you know, helping us along this journey um, and then making sure, you know, uh, speaking on our behalf to Secretary of the Army and, you know, Secretary of Defense, you know, that's that, that's one of those favors that you can never really pay back. Um, but, you know, I'm going to try to do that every day, and I know Colin will as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, and then also, you know, I'll give a shout-out to, you know, Larry Williams, hopefully he's going to be out here next year. You know, I really would love the opportunity to play with him again. And then just, I mean, Army rugby in general, I I truly think, you know, regardless of wins, losses, anything, I truly believe that's, you know, the best program uh, in the country just in terms of developing men and developing leaders uh, of character. Um, there's no better team that I've ever been a part of in my life, and I've played a lot of sports, been on a lot of different teams, but there's no team that truly cares about each other more than um, themselves than Army Rugby. So always be my home. Awesome. Well, if that isn't a, uh, a sale that can be made for the <laughs> Army Rugby program, I don't know what else the yeah, Department yeah. of if, Defense if this, if this rugby thing doesn't work out as a player, you've got a great job yeah. as a recruiter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'll send you on tour. That'll be your, that'll be your service. Oh, uh, it's it's been fantastic to be able to spend time with you here, Koi Koi. And again, on behalf of myself and Rob, uh, we want to be able to thank you. But more importantly, we want to also take the opportunity to be able to thank those fans who might be tuning in to be able to learn about you, what you've done so far. And I'm sure they'll be paying attention to what you do in the future, as it certainly appears to be a bright one for this young lad uh, of New Zealand origins of some sort, but truly red, white and blue in every other facet of who he is. And he does us proud. 
about uh, on the field and off the field. So you are a wonderful ambassador to sport. Thank you very much, Koi Koi. But for the rest of you at home, again, thank you for tuning in. And you can continue to be able to get more content from us week after week by either following us online under the handle at Rugby Rant Pod on all our social media for content every Thursday evening where a new episode will drop in addition to our run, pass, or kick interviews. Also, you can find us on the Rugby Network, of course, your home for Major League Rugby, where we'll continue to be able to follow that and more with everything North American rugby. Why? Because we here on the Rugby Rant aim to grow rugby one fan at a time. We do that with your help. So again, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you at the next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.